This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Grandpa's Globe. Episode 14, A Slice of Italy. Did you get it? Susie asked, following Grandpa into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I got it, Grandpa said, leading the twins to the table. Half pepperoni with extra pepperoni, and half cheese with Canadian bacon and pineapple. Why anyone would want to put fruit on the pizza is beyond me. You might as well put dog food on your pizza. Sawyer looked at the open pizza boxes on the table. How did you jump from fruit to dog food? 
Grandpa shrugged. I don't know. I just thought of the grossest thing I could put on a pizza. Here, take a plate. The cup's over there. Susie sat down on a built-in bench that wrapped around the table. Out the bay window behind her, the colors of spring wildflowers filled Grandpa's backyard. They bloomed in patches along the hill, all the way down to a pirate ship treehouse that faced out towards the Smoky Mountains, like it was ready to embark on a voyage over the green waves. Grandpa's house really was a magical place, not just because of the globe, but also for its beauty. It was one of the many reasons Susie looked forward to these visits. Do you have any cereal? Sawyer asked. Grandpa shot him a look. You're going to put cereal on your pizza. Is that what's hip these days? Sawyer put his hand on Grandpa's shoulder. Nobody says hip anymore, Grandpa, but nice try. And I'm not putting it on the pizza. In fact, I'm not touching the pizza. I hate that stuff. Too greasy and tomatoey. Tomatoey? Grandpa repeated. Susie, how is it? Susie swallowed her first bite. Good, she said politely. Grandpa wasn't convinced. What's wrong with it? Not enough fruit for you? No, Grandpa, it's good. It's just, it's just a little cold. Well, you guys got here three hours late. I picked it up just before you were supposed to be dropped off. That would be Sawyer's fault, Susie said. He had karate. Grandpa shook his head. I thought that was on Wednesdays. It is, Sawyer said, pouring himself a mountainous bowl of fruity pebbles. I was practicing karate. In front of the mirror, Susie added. Yeah, well, at least I don't take two hours to get all dolled up before coming over here, Sawyer shot back. You're just hoping we run into a handsome tour guide. Are you serious? Have you seen any of our tour guides? I just like to feel put together when we go to nice places. Besides... I was ready when it was time to leave. That's enough, you two, Grandpa jumped in. Jeesh, all the hard disciplining stuff is supposed to be left to your parents. I'm too old for this. If you were younger, I would have just thrown candy at you by now. Grandpa looked down at Sawyer with his angry caterpillar eyebrows. You listen here, young man. When you make a commitment, you keep it. You could have karate chopped in front of my mirror after eating hot pizza. I don't like pizza. I know! I mean, how could you not like pizza? And you, he looked at Susie, who was squirting a pile of ranch dressing onto her plate. You clearly have never had good pizza before. Pineapple toppings, my word. Come on, grab your things. You heard me. Put your pizza down. We're leaving. Grandpa led the twins into the study and spun the globe. While it turned, he grabbed the guidebook off the bookshelf and handed it to Susie. Susie took it and groaned. But Grandpa, I'm really hungry. Can't we just wait till after we eat? Yeah, Gramps, my cereal's gonna be all soggy, Sawyer complained. Oh, stop your whining, Grandpa told them. That sugary cereal turn your brain all soggy. I'm taking you two to get real pizza. The best of the best. Where? Susie asked. Grandpa grabbed their hands and then touched the globe. They sucked into it, spun through cold darkness, and landed on a cobblestone walkway. Italy, Grandpa announced, holding out his hands at the building in front of them. 
Susie looked up at the large, round structure that looked like an old stone sports stadium that had been clobbered by an asteroid. She felt like she'd seen it before. Is that the Colosseum? Yes, it is, Grandpa answered. Welcome to Italy's capital, Rome. Buongiorno, he said, tipping his derby hat at an Italian couple next to them. The couple smiled and set it back. What did you just say? Sawyer asked him. That you like cereal more than their food? What? Grandpa chuckled. I was just saying good morning in Italian. He looked down at his watch. Huh. We have time. Want to look inside? The twins nodded excitedly and followed Grandpa into the Colosseum. From the inside, the stone structure looked like a vast arena, round, tall, and full of arches, with plenty of room for cheering crowds. Below, at its center, was the main stage. Susie imagined opera singers belting out long, high notes, or beautiful ballerinas prancing around in perfect patterns. Susie flipped open the guidebook to the chapter on Italy. The Colosseum is an amphitheater that was built between 70 to 72 AD by Emperor Vespasian as a gift to his people. People came to watch gladiators fight each other or wild animals in front of 50,000 spectators? Susie looked up from the page, disappointed. Yikes, I don't like that. I do, Sawyer shouted from down below. He was standing on the main stage, punching, kicking, and pretending to battle someone with a sword. An orange cat crawled out in front of him, and he pretended it was a tiger. Oh, does Kitty want to play? He danced around the cat like he was fighting it off with a sword. With every step, he made an embarrassing growling noise or a hiss to fuel his imagination. Every dramatic jab was followed by a wispy exhale that was supposed to sound like a roaring crowd. Susie covered her eyes and shook her head. I can't watch. Isn't he? Grandpa started to say. As if answering his question, Sawyer started to sneeze. Oh, great. Oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> that I'm allergic to cats. <sighs> Sawyer said, sniffling and rubbing his eyes. Is there anything you're not allergic to? Grandpa asked, walking down to him with Susie. Clearly you didn't get any of my genes. Grandpa put his arm around him. Well, we better get you away from that vicious tiger before you sneeze to death. I bet that would have sold out this place. Grandpa led them to the other side of the city where they stopped at a rectangular building. Sawyer was sneezing all the way there, although it was getting less frequent the further they got from the cat. By the time they were inside, they'd become quiet little mouse sneezes. Achoo! Achoo! The Sistine Chapel, Grandpa whispered to them. It never ceases to amaze me. Whoa, Susie said, looking around. This is incredible. The walls and ceilings were covered with beautiful paintings, all religious, some of Jesus and his apostles, others of angels and scenes from the Bible. It wasn't surprising that they were all religious. They were in a church, after all, and Grandpa told them that they were in a place called Vatican City, which is the headquarters of the Roman Catholic Church and where the Pope lives. It is surrounded by Rome, like a city within a city. 
Susie read all about it in the guidebook and more interesting facts about the Sistine Chapel itself. Those paintings on the ceiling were done by the famous artist Michelangelo in the early 1500s, she read quietly. These paintings are called frescoes, which is a technique where you paint a mural quickly with watercolors onto freshly laid plaster. Once the plaster sets, the painting merges with the plaster and becomes part of the wall. Susie looked up at the murals and imagined the famous artist painting the masterpiece. Grandpa showed them his favorite scenes and then took them to a tiny pizza place down the street. Grandpa ordered a slice for each of them and they sat on the curb as they ate. Susie bit into her pizza that was topped with big chunks of fresh mozzarella cheese and thick slices of tomato. It tasted fresh and delicious, a million times better than the cold cardboard she was eating back at Grandpa's. Mmm, Grandpa, this is amazing, she said, closing her eyes as she chewed. Grandpa looked disappointed. Not life-changing? <laughs> Not quite. Sawyer wouldn't eat his slice. He touched it with his tongue and then shook his head. Nah, nope, can't do it. Here. He held it out for Grandpa, but before Grandpa could take it back, a small gray kitten jumped up and snatched it. Sawyer jumped. Yeah! Aw, cute, Susie said, petting the tiny kitty as it ate. The adorable little kitten knocked one of the mozzarella cheese clumps off the pizza and was playing with it like it was a ball of yarn. <coughs> Sawyer sneezed. Seriously? What am I, a cat magnet? You did challenge them in the arena. Grandpa reminded him with a smile. Come on, we're just getting started. Grandpa called a taxi and used the magical globetrotter tickets to zip them across the country in a matter of minutes. When they arrived, Grandpa paid the confused driver who was still trying to figure out how he'd driven so fast. He led them through narrow alleyways until they reached a boat floating in an emerald canal. This was no ordinary boat. It was thin, long, and curved up on either end like the shoes of an elf. Standing inside, towards the back, was an Italian man wearing a black and white striped shirt and a flat straw hat. He was handsome. Susie was glad she'd gotten all dolled up. This is how you get around in Venice. These boats are called gondolas, Grandpa explained. People take them everywhere in the city. They call this waterway the Grand Canal. It'll take us where we want to go. Which is? Sawyer questioned. For more pizza, of course. You obviously haven't been sufficiently wowed, so I've got a few other places in mind. They hopped into the gondola and were paddled down the canal by their gondolier, who gazed out dramatically like he was posing for a magazine cover. While standing, he pushed through the water with an extra-long paddle, Susie tried to distract herself by reading more about Venice in the guidebook. She learned that Venice is actually made up of over 100 small islands and that it has no roads, only canals, which are narrow waterways traveled by small boats. On either side of the emerald water were beautiful Venetian homes, hundreds of years old and bunched together in whites, pinks, and yellows. Greenery spilled over old stone walls and lanterns hung from stone bridges that arched over the canal. Susie was mesmerized by Venice's unique beauty. Sawyer didn't get to see much of it. He was too busy rubbing his itchy eyes. I don't get it. 
We left that cat a while ago. He complained between sneezes. Their gondola cruised up to a little Italian restaurant where Grandpa ordered a full pizza. When it was brought out to them, they ate it in the boat. The crust was charred on the edges from the brick oven, and the tomato sauce was buried in layers of fresh cheese and basil. Susie took a bite. Mm. Okay, I'm wowed. Grandpa wagged his finger at her. Knew you would be. His excitement faded as he saw Sawyer take tiny pinches of cheese off his slice and nibble at it hesitantly. Oh, come on! How could you not love it? Mm, the cheese isn't bad, Sawyer admitted. It's pretty good, actually. Still a little too cheesy and way too tomatoey. Grandpa threw his hands up. You've got to be! If I hear you say tomatoey one more time, I'm going to buy a bunch of cats to follow us around! Speaking of cats, Susie said, pointing to the back of their gondola. They turned and saw their gondolier petting a black cat with white paws. The gondolier smiled at them, again like he was posing for a picture. Ti piacciono i gatti? Susie nodded with wide eyes and a big dumb smile on her face. He asked if you like cats, Grandpa interpreted. <laughs> Sawyer nearly sneezed himself off the boat. No, no likey gotti. Grandpa leaned in and whispered to Susie, I've got one more place that I think will do the trick. I don't know, Grandpa, Susie said, swallowing another bite of her pizza and watching the gondolier snuggle with the cat. <sighs> I don't think it could get any better than this. Grandpa chuckled. Just you wait. Once they were done eating and Sawyer had sneezed his nose off his face, they headed to the bus station and took the next bus to Milan. I love Mulan, Susie said, bouncing in her chair. Not Mulan, Milan, Grandpa corrected. Sawyer looked at her through his swollen eyes. How could you mix up an Asian Disney character with an Italian city? How could you lose a fight to a cat in front of a bunch of people at the Coliseum? Be quiet! You! Pipe down, you two! Grandpa scolded. You both have done plenty of embarrassing things to be ashamed of, and you'll do plenty more. Blabbing about it loudly in a full bus is another one you could add to the list. We're almost there. Susie sat back in her chair. I can't wait to see Milan. Sawyer snorted. You mean Mulan? I'm sure she'll be happy to see you too. Maybe you can sneak into an army together. Gah! Susie jabbed him with her elbow. Enough, Grandpa said, pulling them apart. I'm not going to take you to our final destination if you're squabbling. I need you two on your best behavior. You have to be worthy to enter Pizza Paradise. What does squabbling mean? Sawyer asked. Shush. Is it like scribbling and wobbling at the same time? Grandpa rubbed his forehead. If only your seat had an eject button. Sawyer and Susie bickered all the way to the Milan countryside. When they arrived, Susie looked down at the guidebook. It says to go to Mario's. Is that another restaurant? Nope, Grandpa said, stepping off the bus. No restaurants out here. We're off the beaten path outside of the city. This is the real deal. The Italian countryside. 
He took a deep breath and then coughed as the bus sped off and kicked up a cloud of dust. As the dust settled, a magnificent countryside came into view. They saw green rolling hills, some dotted with churches and patches of yellow flowers, others split by winding rows of vineyard. It was beautiful. Grandpa took them to an old house, three hills from the drop-off. The house was white, with a wooden roof and old, rounded shutters. It looked like it was built into the hill, and had a stable for horses on one side and a small vineyard and barn on the other. A man in a loose white shirt stepped out of the front door to greet them. Kip Boone, said the man as they walked up. Mi amigo! He laughed and he and Grandpa embraced. Mario, these are my grandkids, Sawyer and Susie. Piacere di conoscerte. Nice to meet you. The man was older, but handsome, with black hair that was graying, a thick mustache, and strong facial features. His voice was raspy and forced, but kind. He shook Sawyer's hand, but bent down and touched his cheek to either side of Susie's face and gave little air kisses. Susie blushed. Entra, entra, Mario said. Grandpa chuckled. Don't worry, Suze. That's a typical greeting between men and women in Italy. Susie's got a boyfriend and he's an old guy, Sawyer quietly chanted. Shut it. Mario escorted them into the house and introduced the twins to his wife and five kids. All of them were warm and friendly. The boys exchanging the cheek kisses with Susie, and the girls exchanging the cheek kisses with Sawyer. Now Sawyer's face was turning red. I love Italy, he mumbled under his breath. Where's Ellie? Mario asked. There was a pause. The twins hadn't heard anyone say their grandma's name in a long time. She's no longer with us, I'm afraid. Grandpa replied with a hint of sadness. Mario took in the news and then gave Grandpa another hug. I'm so sorry, my friend, he said. She will be missed. Cora was always my favorite. Grandpa chuckled. Mine too. He pointed to Sawyer. Mario, my grandson here, thinks he doesn't like pizza. I was wondering if there's anything you can do about that. Mario looked Sawyer over, scratching his chin with the outside of his fingers. I'll make him a pizza he cannot refuse, he said in his raspy voice. Sawyer and Susie sat down at the table with Mario's kids and helped them practice their English while Mario and his wife went to the kitchen to prepare the food. Occasionally, the kids would jump up from their chairs and run back to help their parents. All of them could cook, it seemed, which to Sawyer was extremely impressive, Making a bowl of cereal was about as close to cooking as he could get. Pretty soon, the whole home filled with incredible smells, and Sawyer and Susie couldn't wait to see what was being made. Finally, Mario and his wife set several plates on the table in front of them. There was pasta ya carbonara, with homemade noodles and cured pork meat. It was amazing, of course. Then they tried the lasagna bolognese, Several layers of flat noodle generously packed with sauce, cheese, and meat. And then, fresh out of the oven, cooked perfectly thin, was the pizza. 
a margarita-style pizza with basil from their herb garden and tomato sauce made with their own homegrown tomatoes and simmered in their secret family recipe of spices. Fresh mozzarella melted over the top and in Sawyer's mouth as he took his first bite. He would have nibbled at it first, but Mario and his entire family were watching him anxiously to see what he thought. Before he could swallow the bite, his eyes lit up. Mmm, oh yeah, mmm, that's, mm-hmm. Sawyer set down the slice of pizza and observed it. The tomatoes in that sauce have a nice, full-bodied flavor that just zings the palate. And that cheese, mmm, there are some nice, nice earthy tones in there, with just the right amount of funk. He took another bite. Mmm, wow, that crust, stop it. It's just buttery, flavorful, spongy with a good amount of crunch. Oh, and that basil, Mario. Goodness gracious. So aromatic. Mm. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm definitely sensing a balsamic infusion. Everyone stared at him. Snapping back to reality, Sawyer took a sip of his water and simplified his critique to just, it's really good. Grandpa was thrilled to hear him say it, and so was Mario and his family. They laughed and talked and ate and talked some more. For dessert, they brought out homemade gelato, a rich Italian ice cream, and cannolis, little tube pastries filled with a sweet cream made from ricotta cheese. They were delicious. The whole meal was worth the trip, and so was the company. Mario and his family were fun to be around. They loved to laugh and talk together. Susie and Sawyer could really tell that they enjoyed being with each other. Grandpa told them on the bus how important family was to Italians, but it wasn't until this meal that they finally saw it for themselves. It made them appreciate their family more. Their mom and dad and grandpa and even each other. This is what made life great. This is what it was all about. Slowing down and enjoying your family. Grandpa looked at his watch. Dear me, where has the time gone? It looks like we better get going. Thank you so much for the meal, Mario. Mario rose from his chair to give him a hug. You are my familia. There is always room in my house for the boons. The twins stood and thanked them for the delicious meal. Before they headed out, there was something Sawyer was dying to ask Mario. Um, Mario? Yes? Could you please say, it's a me, a Mario? Mario looked at him confused and then shrugged. It's a me, a Mario, he said with enthusiasm. Perfect, Sawyer said. It was as if all that time playing video games had led up to this moment, and now it was official. He'd broken bread with the real Mario. Oh, I almost forgot, Mario said. A little parting gift. We had extra, and I thought you kids might enjoy it. He handed them a box with holes in it. Thanks again. Come on, kids, Grandpa said. We've got to hurry. It's almost four o'clock. We've got to catch our bus, he said with a wink. Sawyer and Susie would have to wait to open their gift. For now, they had to run as fast as they could to the church on the neighboring hill. Sawyer held the box as he ran. Oh, man. He sneezed with every stride. They reached the church just as its clock tower showed four o'clock. Gong! 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 
The three of them yanked into the sky like they were attached to bungee cords until they bounced hard onto the couch in Grandpa's study. <coughs> Sawyer sneezed even harder now. Hurry, open the box, Susie said. I'm dying to see what it is. <coughs> I bet it's the leftover cannolis. Sawyer peeled open the box. They were so good. They like crunched in your mouth. He trailed off as he met eyes with an adorable little kitten. Achoo! Out of all the episodes that I've done, that one made me the most hungry. I think I need to go buy a pizza. Did any of you guys out there start getting cravings for Italian food? Pasta or pizza? For a lot of kids, pizza is their favorite food. I feel like that's a natural stage in a kid's life, to go through a period where you love pizza and that's your favorite food. And I definitely think I had that, but I had a longer phase where my favorite Italian food was actually lasagna. I think I remember that being like my birthday dinner, asking my mom to make a lasagna. I loved it, and I still love it. A nice big lasagna. I hope you guys learned something about Italy from this episode. I would love to go someday and just explore the history that was there with the Roman Empire and just the beautiful countryside and the landmarks. It just seems like an incredible place, and I hope to get there someday. Now, there's something else from the story that I really want to emphasize, and I know I didn't get to it until the very end, but I want to reiterate it here, and that is the importance of family. It's true that in Italian culture, family is a huge deal, and I think it should be in all of our homes. I think we need to remember that family comes first, that we need to respect our mom and dad we're trying to help us and teach us and show us how to be happy in life and to be nice to our siblings, to our brothers and sisters. We need to take care of each other and have fun together. We need to make sure that we don't get too caught up in all the busyness of life and all of our school activities and work and chores and this and that. Those things can be fun and fulfilling, but we need to set time aside to just be with each other, to slow down, to have dinner together, to go for a walk together, to go to the park to go on a drive, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be small. But a lot of those small moments throughout the week are going to strengthen your relationship with your family. And you're going to appreciate the support that you have. I know I've taken it for granted. It's something that I've really tried to do with my family. To set aside time every day, family dinner, playing in the backyard, to just connect and be with each other. And once a week, we try to have a family night. And it's not always super successful. It's kind of hard. I have little kids. They're bouncing off the walls. But every time we do it, even if it's kind of hard, I feel closer to my family. And I want to challenge all of you out there to spend more time as a family, to dedicate 15, 30 minutes to just sitting down, talking, to just being with each other. Anyway, family is important. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Grandpa's Globe, which is a production of the Purple Rocket Podcast. Be sure to tune in next Monday for an all-new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.